sailors cry Carry the lad that's born to be king Over the sea to sky Hi, it's Tardy the Party. He's Bill. I'm Daniel. We're going to fill our pockets with holes with things we never read or saw or watched before. And this time we're going to do our first comics. Is this, yeah, this is our first comic book we've ever done before. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is, we're going to do the mid-90s Life and Times of Scrooge McDuck by Don Rosa. Um, I had never heard about this until just a couple weeks ago when um, the first episode of the new rebooted DuckTales series premiered. And I was really into that and reading up about it. Um... I thought I would tackle for the first time, I would actually read some uh, Karl Barks comics mm-hmm. for the podcast in time for the premiere of the show proper, the new DuckTales show proper in September. Uh, but then reading about uh, the history of Scrooge McDuck comics and stuff like that. Well, I know multiple multiple people had done Scrooge McDuck comics. It wasn't just Karl Barks. Yeah. But Karl Barks was the person I've always heard people talk about when they talk about well, McDuck comics. Not even McDuck Scrooge. comics, but he invented Scrooge. <laughs> He did a lot of the world. He essentially created the Duck universe, mm-hmm. like everything outside of Donald. And uh, but yeah, going online, a lot of people were like, "Oh, uh, have you read the Life and Times of Scrooge McDuck?" And I'm like, "What the fuck is that?" And even researching anymore, uh, it turns out, well, I guess uh, the Life and Times of Scrooge McDuck is re- was required reading for everyone working on the new Ducktail staff. So mm-hmm. I checked into it, and yeah, so I guess what happened was Carl Barks. You know, he spent like 20 years just making up uh, stories about Scrooge McDuck and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And after he retired, uh, someone else kind of took over the Scrooge McDuck comics, Don Rosa. And one of the things he decided to do was to kind of go back and... I guess Carl Barks himself really never explained exactly... He hinted at where Scrooge McDuck built his fortune and stuff like that. And I guess Carl Barks, he had come up with a family tree and a timeline of the events of uh, Scrooge McDuck's life. But he never really turned that... He never really turned Scrooge's backstory specifically into a comic. Mm-hmm. And so Don Rosa kind of did the ultimate act of fan fiction <laughs> and decided to yeah, just yeah, create yeah. a whole 12-part comic series just from pretty much Scrooge from being 10 years old to being 90 years old. Just filled in pretty much all the gaps from Carl Barks' original run of Scrooge McDuck comics to show how Scrooge made his fortune, how Scrooge first met the Beagle Boys... And pretty much leading all all the way up to a Scrooge McDuck's introduction in the very first, well, his first appearance in the Donald Duck comics, because Carl Barks' work in that in with with the Duck stuff, he was just doing Donald Duck comics, but then he invented Scrooge. I think it was like 1947. He just wanted to give Donald like a rich, crabby old uncle who was essentially just Ebenezer Scrooge yeah. in duck form. And so this is an interesting uh, thing of uh, Carl or Don Rosa trying to also <laughs> justify why when Scrooge McDuck is first introduced in the comics, why he's just Ebenezer Scrooge, but then also explain like how he like it's there's he's he's having to do all these different things with with Life and Times of Scrooge McDuck to to make sense of how. Scrooge as a character evolved within Carl Barks's work. It's a whole big fucking crazy mess, but what do you think of, uh... Well, well okay, we should leave back. Because this all ties back. This really all starts because of DuckTales stuff. What do you think of the new DuckTales pilot? I still haven't watched it. Oh, you still haven't watched no. it? Ah, oh, then we got another... Okay, because I was going to be like, well, there's little... There's you can some... still do that. That's fine. There's a couple things in the new DuckTales pilot which kind of specifically ties into the life and times of Scrooge McDuck, which mm. is why I'm glad I've read this before the series proper starts, like, 
well, as we record this a couple weeks from now, but when this airs, this will be like two days before DuckTales starts again proper. Mm -hmm. Starts airing weekly. Um, well, then. Oh. What did you think of the Life and Times of Scrooge McDuck? Well, I grew up on it. Because uh, I would always get Disney comics at the really? grocery store. Was that the Disney so, Adventures comics? No, no, no. That was a different thing. These were the actual, like... Oh, actual, like, com the like actual, floppy comics. Yeah, the floppy comics. Damn, I didn't realize I had a, they had those. I, yeah, I had a huge binder full of hmm. Donald Duck and Scrooge. And really? Mostly, mostly only Donald and shit? Scrooge, yeah. Okay. I didn't care much for a Well, Mickey I guess Donald and Scrooge, like, stuff. I guess they tried to turn all, you know, they tried to make comics out of all the characters, but I've never read that stuff from hearing other people speak. It sounds like they were still, like, the biggest comic uh, characters. Mm -hmm. The most successful Disney characters who have ever gone off into comic stuff. Yeah. So it's funny that, what, you, what the 90s you were reading this stuff? 80s. 80s? Okay, yeah. Was it... So did Donald Duck have his own comic series mm -hmm. even when you were a kid? Yeah. Oh, okay, that's interesting. So was it all tied into DuckTales? No. Oh, okay. So it was still trucking along with its own, like, yeah. I don't know how new the stories were when I was reading it, but... Did it have, like, Launchpad McQuack and all that stuff? No, it wasn't DuckTales, Bill. Okay. It was... Well, I don't know if Launchpad McQuack, like, boys existed and... before DuckTales... I think Mont Beagle might have been in there, but I don't. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But I don't know if they. I don't. I don't recall any cartoon characters until the Disney Adventures little magazine. Yeah. Started coming out. <laughs> Which I guess Don Rosa did do some comics for them, and he was like, "Fucking Ducktales, Disney Adventures shit. That's counterfeit duck shit. I'm going back to do my real comic." Boo boo boo. He sounds like a <laughs> this is old man. This is fake fan fiction as opposed I know, to my exactly. fan fiction. <laughs> yeah. Um. I, I I guess when you're as big a fan as he is, I guess he gets to delineate what's what's real Ducktales. Like stuff the people was. who who say that the new Star Wars isn't real Star Wars because <laughs> that's what it didn't sounds like. like. It, but yeah, his reaction to Ducktales is totally like all original Star Wars fans being like, "Oh fuck you, prequels! Anakin Skywalker was never a little kid. Fuck that shit. Darth Vader was always cool. He was never he never cared about sand." Mm -hmm. But I mean, I shouldn't slag on Don Rosa. He did a really good job with that Life and Times of Scrooge Duck. I need to read some more of his stuff. Well, then we should also uh, point out that um, the the comp you for this project you read not only the Life and Times but the Life and Times Companion, which added six extra stories, mm -hmm. which I didn't read because you were reading the digital version of all this stuff, which had a whole bunch of extra stuff lumped into it together. Yeah. I was reading hard copy of the Life and Times, which was just the two books, twelve stories, and so. I did not read all the extra, like, the Panama Canal story yeah. you had mentioned okay. before we started recording and stuff like that. And I do also have um, the Carl Barks Only a Poor Old Man, too. And I managed to read about halfway through that before starting the Life and Times stuff. Which is funny, because even within that half, first half of that book, there's stuff that ties directly into the Life and Times yeah. backstory of Scrooge, which was also nice. Because there's a couple times within... Only like poor old he, man. He's like, oh yeah, when I was a cattleman in Montana. Like when he kidnaps Goldie <laughs> and forces her to work out his, his Is claim. That, oh yeah? Yeah. Jesus when Christ. When he was young. Because um, she tried to rob his uh, Is that his one of giant the gold companion nugget. stories? No, that's one of the original uh, Carl Park stories. Okay. Yeah, because I remember a lot of people talk about Return to the Klondike. Yeah, he goes... Is that that's story? This, yeah, he's a flashback that's, that's that story. I've heard, I've heard people talk... I, I heard people tell of Goldie... Whatever the fuck her last name is. Glittering Goldie. I was surprised when she shows up in the Lifetimes of Scrooge with Duck for, like, two panels. Well, that's And they never really the, actually the Carl, talk. Carl Barks, like, kind of did the earlier portion of her story in yeah. his book. So, 
So I guess they so don't Don really Rosa meet didn't need until to, later. Yeah, yeah, he didn't need to add to that story. So well, it is kind of like the Star Wars prequel, where it's like you know, what's a character that shows up like in the Star Wars prequels that like I don't know. I'm just trying to think. I repressed like... all of those movies. <laughs> what it is like where she didn't necessarily have to show up, but like because like they don't like yeah, I guess she and Scrooge don't meet until, for for proper until later, but like she still gets laid in just like just to show that she was there when Scrooge was doing his Klondiking. So um, the, the the thing, so I I, I prefer Don Rosa over Carl Barks, okay. just because Carl Barks stories generally go, Scrooge is an asshole. He softens, he becomes a little bit friendly, then he remembers he's an asshole, and he's an asshole again <laughs> at the very end well, of the story. The comics that you were reading as a kid were they the Carl Barks stuff? Dude, I don't remember. Oh, okay, yeah, I don't I was know if there like was anything. Thirty years ago. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, again, we, like, not to make it sound like every duck I think comic it was ever a made. It was a mixture of all different types. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, that's the thing. You don't want to assume that it, it's, it's not like every duck comic ever made was either by Don Rosa or Carl Barks. Yeah. There were a thousand. Of, well, I mean, that's, that's one of the people. It, that's the, like saying which Archie comic artist exactly. did you read? Well, that's what everyone, if you read up about Carl Barks, is like, there were so many people working on the Duck comics back in the day. He only stood out because none of the con- none of the people working on those comics back in the fifties got credits in the comics, and so only people only knew him as the quote unquote good Duck artist. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until like in the sixties, after he retired, I guess people figured out, like so, I don't know, the, some somehow tracked him down and figured out he was the the, the 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 guy who really spent a lot of time and energy drawing really good comics with really interesting backstories and stuff, whereas everyone else was, I guess, we just farting out comics. Yeah, I guess his stuff really stood out. But yeah, Life and Times, it's. Hmm. We should start off at the beginning. Oh, With, that's uh, a very good place to start. It starts off, well, technically, okay, chapter one, Last of the Clan McDuck. Uh, starts off in modern day 1950s Duckburg with Scrooge swimming in his money and uh, telling off the narrator and the audience when the narrator asks about the story of Scrooge's life. It's just like a one page thing. <laughs> he just does turn to the camera, he's like, buzz off. Uh, but then it does flash back to. I think it's 1877, uh, 10-year-old Scrooge getting a handmade uh, shoeshine kit from his father for his 10th birthday in Scotland. And uh, then he goes off and makes his first dime when someone swindles him out of a shoeshine with a useless American dime. Mm-hmm. And he helps an old relative, who we later find out is a ghost, scare away the Whiskerville family from the ancestral duck McDuck Castle uh, with a flaming suit of armor on horseback. Uh, the story ends with Scrooge setting sail for America as a cabin boy on a cattle ship headed for New Orleans, saying goodbye to his family, including his baby sister, Hortense, who has the worst hair I've ever <laughs> seen. It's so weird that the women in these comics it's not, have hair. It's, it's, it has to be feathers, Bill. It's not hair. But it's like orange pubic hair on her head. We later find out that she's Donald Duck's mom. But, but anyway, yeah, as, as Scrooge sets sail for America, uh, he receives two family heirlooms, a silver pocket watch, and a pair of gold dentures from his father. So, man, Don Rosa, his art is fucking ridiculous. No, yeah? In a good way? Yeah. Okay. I'm, 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 not, the... I'm, not, I'm, I'm not judging his art. What? I didn't notice the art. <laughs> He drew pictures? I thought they were just all book. the detail he, all, he puts in the background. There's usually, like, some gag in the background or something. Yeah, there's a Details. lot of funny stuff going on. Uh, th- which is funny, because he slags on, on his own artwork quite a bit in the, 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 the notes that came with the... I, I should also mention that I'm reading, I think it's the Boom Studios 2010 reprints of mm-hmm. Life and Times of Scrooge McDuck. Uh, came in two hardback volumes with a whole bunch of notes uh, after every chapter by Don Rosa. 
And it was reading online, I guess he had only been drawing comics for a couple years before he started work on this series. And he was essentially kind of, I don't, I don't know if he's self-taught, but, like, he just uses, like, little technical pens. He's not, like... Yeah. He, he, he's not, he, well, I mean, he's a pro cartoonist, but, like, back then, he, he it sounds like he kind of, like, pulled himself up by his bootstraps to, to get that stuff made, and, yeah, it's, it's, it's really cute. It's, yeah. Yeah. Granted, uh, some of the secondary pig or dog characters can be ugly as sin, but. There's a vampire pig that shows up in, like, <laughs> was, like, the second story. Yeah. Well, it's weird, too, because the ducks seem to be by vastly... They seem to be a vast minority species in that world, because everyone else is pretty much just a dog, occasionally a pig. Mm -hmm. But like, whenever a human, quote unquote, human character, like like an actual like well, historical you figure did, shows up, so it's always a human. It's, it's yeah, always essentially a human being with just like a black nose and little ears. In Carl Barks' stuff, there will be actual like humans. Really? In the Carl. Which yeah, I shouldn't be surprised because that's before. Some. You know, the reality of that world probably got nailed down. That's... And the humans are the same size as all the other characters, too, right? It's not like you find out that, like, well, yeah. this is Animal Farm. There's, There's a, a giant human, human dude right there. Just uh, got a human nose and everything. Scrooge is off talking to him. Yeah, page 112 of Only a Poor Old Man. Yeah, it's a dude on a scale. It's just a dude. It's yeah, not like he's got a, a pig nose or... But he, there are also <laughs> dog people running around, too. Well, that's the thing, because all the dog... None of the dog people, they're not even, like, goofy... Where they like kind of have fur or like some more dog-like attributes. The human beings in both in both Carl Barks yeah, and Don flesh colored, flesh colored, and like with little hairless ears. I mean, and it well, just kind of had flesh color on him. But, but didn't he have some black part? Yeah. He had black feet because whenever he took off his socks and shoes, it always kind of grossed me out because he just like <laughs> had his little black toes wiggling and stuff. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's it's. I mean, you know, it's just because it's comics doesn't mean it can't be. Well thought out stuff, but at the same time, these are mass-produced comics produced by people who are work working on the fly, and so you sh especially with especially the Karl Barks stuff at the beginning of his career, a lot of the stuff, a lot of the world building of the the the, the Duck universe hadn't been yeah. dialed in yet, so of course there's going to be some goofy stuff, like that, but. but yeah, it's interesting to see the actual yeah actual uh, Scrooge. It's, it's easy to forget that, especially if you're just reading the comics. To forget mm -hmm. that Scrooge is a Scottish dude. He's yeah. not just Alan Young, just kind of like pretending well, to be a Scottish guy. But it's, like, they, it's weird because they write some like his his siblings and his dad. They give them accents in their writing. But oh not yeah, Scrooge. especially the phonetic Scottish. Yeah, like everyone's like, ach duch, ach, ach, ach mech duch. Yep, that's mech Scottish. <laughs> but that's then Scottish. when it, yeah, Scrooge is like, hey, I would like some soup, please. It's Scottish, right um, there. But it's interesting that, uh, yeah, at the end of the, the, the first story with little baby Scrooge, um, yeah, this kind of shows the kind of attention to detail that Don Rosa gives these comics that, yeah, Scrooge is randomly given the silver pocket watch and a gil uh, pair of gold dentures only because Car that's what Carl Barks in later random stories, like in one story he said, oh, the only thing I got for my father before I left Scotland was his pocket watch. And another story is like, the only thing I got... Was a pair of gold dentures. Well, there was a story later where, like, he had to Oh, I said. One of his ancestors lost everything, but wouldn't give the guy the gold dentures. Or something too. like that, yeah. And, like, if Scrooge didn't give the back a guy later his ancestor, his descendant, 
the gold teeth, he'd lose his fortune to the guy, but okay. he sold those teeth eons ago. So you just so. knew that off the top of your head. It's not like you were reading in the Don Rosa's notes or anything like that? No, well, it was in the Carl Barks stuff. That oh, was. that's what it is? Oh, yeah. okay, yeah. Well, that's the kind of stuff Carl... Uh, Don Rosa talks about in his notes in, in, in the uh, the Life of Times uh, reprints. And specifically, because there's a lot of... Interesting editorial notes in those notes by Don Rosa, too, where he's very specifically... Like, he pretty much shows his homework yeah. after every chapter where he's like, okay, the reason why Scrooge says this and does this is because on page 305 of uh, Scrooge, Scrooge McDuck Comics number 302, he says, in 1912, I did this. And so I knew he had to be at this location doing this at that time. And he'll be like, well, and this runs contrary to another Bart story where he said he did this, but I'll just scratch that up to, like... In that story, Scrooge was sick, so maybe he just dreamed he did this other thing. And just, like, mm. just seeing how he picked... he, The vast majority of the stuff in these comics, in the Life and Time series, does slot in perfectly with the, the Karl Barks stuff, it seems. Which, I still... I need to read more of that stuff. I've only, like I said, barely read the Karl Barks stuff. But just just from reading Don Rose's notes. But it is interesting to see him... the, the See the, the rare occasional stuff where Don Rosa says, Well, Karl... This is... Uh, contrary information in, in, in Carl Barks's comic, so I had to pick and choose which which version of events I was going to go with. Yeah. And, well, even then, uh, he also talks about, too, there were some flat-out... There were some stories in Carl Barks's body of work that Car Don Rosa decided he just entirely had to ignore, or wanted to ignore, because... I guess as the Carl Barks comics went on, one of the defining attributes of Scrooge McDuck is his sense of fair play mm -hmm. and he hates cheaters. Yeah. Which is not so much a thing with early Scrooge McDuck. And I guess um there was a couple there was like at least one uh, Carl Bark story where Donald or Scrooge McDuck attributes making his fortune from a magic lamp. Hmm. And Don Rose was like, "No, I got this negates all everything that's ever been said about Scrooge McDuck working so hard for his uh, fortune yeah, that I can't just attribute this to a magic line, so I'm just gonna ignore that. And some stuff about some how lucky the dime is, or something like that. And like, there was a big story about voodoo mm -hmm. that's <laughs> Donner was just like, This is kind of a fucked up racist story, <laughs> but I'm gonna try to work this in anyway because it like, and he actually ends up turning making that story into a big, like, actual pivotal, pivotal, pivotal I can't even speak part of uh, Scrooge's life, but mm -hmm. yeah, just. These books were just worth it, just for the notes alone. And thanks to <coughs> Mr. Matthew J, who recommended these books to me over Twitter, the, this specific version of uh, Life and Times to pick up, because, yeah, it was a real gold mine. I, I spent an extra, like, 100 bucks trying to get these comics, specifically because this guy on Twitter said the notes in these comics are the most comprehensive out there. Mm -hmm. So I was like, yeah, fuck yeah. Fuck uh, yeah. But, yeah, Chapter 2, Master of the Mississippi, takes place in 1880. Scrooge is taken under the wing of his uncle Pothole McDuck and sets sail on the Mississippi. A bunch of Mark Twain jokes ensue as Scrooge and his uncle go looking for a sunken riverboat full of gold, using water purifying pills invented by Gyro Gearloose's grandfather, and narrowly avoiding being killed by the Beagle Boys for the first time, who Scrooge first names here. Uh, what the f- why do the- well, they're not what? wearing them yet, but I've always been baffled why the big old boys wear their prison numbers on their chests at all times. I mean, they don't have a lot of money for spare clothing. And they, I like to think. Well, why do they wear they, their masks all the well, time? Well, they give them their masks in that that issue. That is a great moment where you see the silhouettes of the Beagle Boys, and they're like tops through their faces, their heads, and chattering. Mm -hmm. Like, 
Wait a second. Who the fuck? And like, oh shit, is the oh, origin so of the Beagle Boys? Boy. It's very cool. Yeah, and <laughs> I do like in that that uh, issue. It's a running gag of the Beagle Boys trying to find a good name for themselves, mm-hmm. and it's not until Scrooge just randomly refers to them as the Beagle Boys at the end. They're like, oh, that that is a catchy name. I think we might stick with that. Um, but yeah, uh, Scrooge and his uncle barely survive. Uh, uh, being murdered by the Beagle Boys by hiding inside a boiler on an exploding riverboat. There's also a fun bit where, uh, the McDucks accidentally flip the riverboat and the panel is drawn and lettered upside down. Yeah. I thought that was super clever to the point where I had to flip the comic upside down <laughs> to read the text. Uh, that was fucking amazing. And, uh, I do like, uh, at the end of that story, uh, Scrooge's uncle decides to get out of the riverboat game and just become, he becomes a writer. Mm-hmm. Uh, using his time on, on the Mississippi as uh, fuel for all of his books that he wants to write and stuff like that. And later on, you actually do, people are actually reading his his books in, in later stories, too, which I thought was kind of great. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think of anything else interesting. Yeah, Jairo Gyrilis' grandfather shows up. He's the one inventing the, uh, the water purifying tablets. I guess his son, mm. who is Jairo Gyrilis' father, is the tall junior woodchuck way later in like huh. chapter 11 hmm. when scrooge first goes to duckburg uh he's one of the uh, the junior woodchucks squatting inside fort uh duckburg um yeah, anything else yeah, no anything i don't think so i them? mean these um, con- like, if you can get them <laughs> they're <laughs> Daniel, really Daniel's they're really just flipping through these comics really as we're talking reading uh, yeah i would say probably the best way to see if your local library hey is it this well, especially these, the life and times is, is so always out of print that yeah. that's the cheapest, easiest way to go to hit them up. And I feel super bummed. This it's it's not Don Rosa, it's Carl Barks, but this copy, this Fanographics copy of Only a Poor Old Man, which is not an old book. Mm-hmm. I bought used on Amazon. It's an ex library copy, so yeah. somebody went like, well, I guess there's no not seen enough circulation, so we'll just sell it for like five bucks. <laughs> yeah. That was kind of a bummer. Yeah, chapter three is Buckaroo of the Badlands in 1882. Scrooge heads to the Dakotas to become a cattleman. Almost gets swindled into raising chickens that lay square eggs, which cracks me the fuck up. Yeah. I fr- I don't know if it's in that story or in a later one. They show actually the kinds of chickens that are supposed to lay those eggs, oh, and it's yeah. a square, like, Minecraft chicken. Yeah. Fucking dumb as hell. Which I guess uh, Rosa <laughs> only put in because that's a reference that that's something the chickens that lay square eggs is a part of another, like, Carl Barks comic. Scrooge could have made even more money inventing... Minecraft. Minecraft. Oh, <laughs> he missed out. Are we? Is this what's happening to Notch? I don't want to get becoming, into that. <laughs> he's becoming a crotchety, secluded old man. Mm, Ten yeah. years from now, he's going to find out he's got triplets and they're actually going to go on adventures and shit like that. Oh my god. Yeah, oh my god. What are we yeah, this t- one's the one where Scrooge kind of starts turning into a badass, but a lot of it is accidentally turning into a badass. Like, Riding a broken bronco and staying on it, but only because his belt gets caught. Which on is it. cute. No one else picks up on it. But yeah, this is also one of the first. This is like the first historical uh, person he meets for the first time too. Because Jesse James's gang tries to rob the train that he's on at the very beginning. Mm-hmm. Jesse James shows up for like two panels, but it's a it's a dude with a dog nose and little hairless ears. It's kind of yeah. like her. Um, also. Someone noted online, if you look at the character portraits of Scrooge at the beginning of every chapter, mm-hmm. like, in the, on the first splash page, he, uh, over the course of all 12 chapters, he gets meaner and meaner in every one. Yeah. Hm. Which is kind of a little, nice little bit of continuity. 
Uh, but, bum bum bum. Uh, yeah, Scrooge almost beats the shit out of uh, Jesse James and his gang. He fights cattle rustlers with Teddy Roosevelt mm -hmm. and some help from giant dinosaur bones. And uh, Roosevelt teaches Scrooge the value of a square deal while Scrooge inspires Roosevelt to reconsider going back into politics. I did love Don Rose's, uh, his, he resisted the urge to actually call out who Teddy Roosevelt is. Mm. He just a little mention at the end of, hey, TR, blah, blah, blah. But it's obviously Teddy Roosevelt. Yeah. But he talks about the Rough Riders and all this shit. And he's all like, oh, maybe I should become president someday and see Bully a whole lot. Mm -hmm. But I do like he actually never call, comes out. And he's working as a soda jerk and he's like, yeah, yeah. someday I'm going to be a mayor. <laughs> I'm going to be mayor. This time to clean up this joint. You can start by mopping the floor. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's totally what this shit is. It's back to the future like. Oh, Marty's mom. I hope I don't get fat and drunk someday. Mm -hmm. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I just love all the dinosaur bones and stuff like that. It's just... And it's kind of interesting, too, because as the chapters progress, like, each chapter, at least for, like, the first, like, eight chapters, it's Scrooge usually meeting someone of a personage of historical significance and also learning a very specific lesson from that person that kind of informs yeah. the person that Scrooge becomes later, uh, which is kind of nice, too. It's like you slowly... And that's the other thing, too. Once Scrooge becomes rich, the comic gets less interesting. And even Don Rosa, in his notes, points this out. He's like, the, the, the interesting story about this is how Scrooge became Scrooge. He's like, I, that was the challenge for me, is still making the story still interesting after he makes his first fortune, because once he's rich, the hard work from him is really kind of done. Everything after that is just kind of, just kind of butter. Yeah. And so... He was like, oh, yeah, the challenge is, yeah, it was, it was, I won't get into it, but yeah, that, that, that is some more a... of his interesting notes. Um, chapter four, Raider of the Copper Hill takes place in 1884, right the year before Back to the Future 3. Oh, well. Uh, Scrooge washes out of the cattle business and becomes a silver prospector in Montana. I was always kind of surprised he didn't go straight into gold prospecting, but that becomes a thing later. Mm -hmm. He's just a silver prospector at first. Uh, but yeah, he finds a useless vein of copper just as demand for copper skyrocket. Uh, I can't even speak. Just as uh, <clears throat> we'll get there. Having slight stroke. <laughs> uh, no, yeah, just as uh, demand for copper skyrockets with the invention of household electricity, uh, Scrooge sells his great grandfather's gold dentures to buy a horse so he can race back to lay claim to his copper vein. And Scrooge meets Howard Howard Rocker Duck. A self-made millionaire who helps Scrooge use his copper vein to lay claim to the giant copper works outside of town, which Rocker Duck also just conveniently half-owns. Mm -hmm. um, Scrooge is forced to sell the copper works back to Rocker Duck's partner for just $10,000 when he gets a telegram asking him to return to Scotland ASAP. Well, he also beats the shit out of a bunch of people that are trying to jump his claim. fucking beats <laughs> the shit out of a hundred motherfuckers! Yeah, no, it's it's... Scrooge McDuck does a lot of punching in these comics. Okay. Well, if you get uh, McDuck mad, that's I mean, yeah, he's maybe he's not quite Donald, sister. but you do not fuck. Well, that's the, thing, the that's that's actually a cute thing that happens at the end of the the, the whole series too, when his sister goes nuts. Uh, but yeah, I love the gags at the beginning where uh, Scrooge is just <laughs> learning about electricity for the first time, yeah, and everyone calls himself. it electricity, and it's spilling all over the floor. You got to mop it up. And there's a whole thing where like. He's inside like a fucking, uh, a fucking pub or something like that, and they're trying. He's trying to. He thinks it's a candle that's yeah. been out, and he's like trying to figure out how to get the wick out. And the other guy like turns the switch and actually turns the electricity on. It's a broken light bulb, so he gets electrocuted, and it's a. It's just 
fun gag stuff. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> I do love the obscure law that Howard Rockerduck uh, uh, finds out that lets uh, Scrooge like claim to this giant copper works. And there's the whole thing yeah. that like that, that's another thing these comics do really good job of is letting Scrooge become precariously close to making his million-dollar fortune mm -hmm. and then losing it at the last second. And it keeps on happening over and over again to the point you can kind of see why. It is actually really nice and triumphant when Scrooge actually does make his fortune for the first time, and it actually sticks. Um, Howard Rockerduck is the father of uh, a kid, a little snot-nosed kid in that comic, yeah. who I guess is Scrooge's second biggest... Rival in the comics, mm, okay. Glendale Rocker Duck or whatever his name is. Okay. Uh, so he is supposed to be a younger kid, but it's yeah, it's 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 yeah. Right after Glaffle and Hard Gold, Gold, that guy turns out to be a villain later. Which you do see that kid in that comic, and he's just a snot-nosed piece of shit. Yeah. In fact, actually, the whole reason why Rocker Duck is trying to sabotage his own uh, Copper Works is because he doesn't want his kid to get the money. Exactly, yeah, which is kind of cute. And, uh, you know, this is another thing, too, uh, uh, Don Rosa mentions. The only reason Scrooge goes back to Scotland in the next issue is because there's just a random throwaway reference in one of the Carl Barks comics that, like, in 1885, Scrooge was back in Scotland. So he was like, well, I guess for some reason he has to return, like, when he's, like, 22 years old back to Scotland. So I'll have, I'll have to come up with an excuse as to why he goes back. And that he does in Chapter 5, the new Laird of Castle McDuck, which does take place in 1885. Uh, Scrooge gets back to Dismal Downs just in time to find out that his family is about to default on years of unpaid property taxes on McDuck Castle. Don Rosa does, uh, wet and muddy really well. Dismal Downs seems dismal as fuck. <laughs> All the little creepy thin strands of fog mm -hmm. and bogs and peats and, yeah, he makes Scotland look terrible, which is great. <laughs> um, yeah, Don Rosa knows what he's doing. Yeah. For someone There's... slagging on his own artwork and stuff like that, it's... Going back and revisiting him, he's... Like, his line style and the way he shades shit... Yeah. ...really influenced the way I do stuff. Really? Yeah. That's interesting. I I, I only really noticed it rereading it. I was like, oh, that's kind of... What I'm striving for is in the, when I use... Because I use just the technical pen to yeah. do my shit as well. Well, that's one of the nice things, too, because I hear Which some... Is, like, and this shit's so... That's why I don't like using a tablet just to draw straight because it's so hard to get these kind of lines yeah. on a tablet for me. Yeah. Dude, man, there's an artist edition of the Life and Times out there too, which is just the scanned original line work, mm. which that would be actually kind of interesting to see. Yeah. Even though, technically, I know lots of professional comic artists slag on just using technical pen because you don't get, like, the expressiveness and the line work of, like, using a brush pen or something like that, but, like... Yeah, I, I it's all yeah. how you use it. And one thing, too, I see a lot of people, not a lot of people, but some people slag on uh, the panels that Carl Barks and Don Rosa did, just because it's just usually, like, six to eight, just, it's like almost like watching a TV thing, like, where, like, it's just, like, you know, like, stacked up hey, Why panels. does it have to be dynamic? It's for children. That's what And also, it's, I think it's more cinematic, too, because you're just, like, it is like a bunch of storyboards, which yeah. I like. And there's been so many times where I've read comics and they try to get fancy and I don't know where I'm going. That's, and they some have people to, do do some that Some people badly. have to add the arrows to yeah, show you where to go like, next. And I'm like, I'm well, I guess I'm not reading that story. I'm reading That can be good, here. too. But at the same time, like, I think Don Rose and Carl Barks are really good at doing the storyboard version of, like, panel layouts, too. I mean, yeah. it totally works for them. I did not, well, what reading this comic, I, I was not, like, 
Darn. These panels are all so square. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's a little... Yeah, who gives a shit? Um, but... Yeah, the hated Whiskerville clan is planning to buy up and uh, buy up the castle and destroy the uh, the property. Scrooge offers the ten thousand check you uh, ten thousand dollar check you just made to pay off the taxes, but the Whiskervilles try to distract Scrooge with a sword duel in an effort to steal that ten thousand dollar check. Scrooge gets knocked to the bottom of the McDuck moats and almost drowns, but he spends most of the rest of the comic in heaven meeting previous McDucks while they debate whether or not they should help Scrooge win the duel and become the world's richest duck. Uh, which Scrooge actually does manage I mean, to do himself with only the help of his lucky. Learns that they're all pretty much fuck-ups. They're all... F <laughs> this... I do love... Well, another note that Don Rosa mentions, too. His original script for that first issue mm -hmm. uh, involved a lot more history of the Clan McDuck that he had to scrap because his editor was like, this is... You gotta make this about Scrooge, not about the family of the... Mc uh, history of the family of, mm -hmm. of, of the McDucks. Uh, but this comic let him kind of recycle a lot of that stuff with, like, just showing all the previous McDucks and their own personal histories and everything. Yeah. I love Roast McDuck, who ate himself to death. <laughs> there's there's a flouncy guy like Shakespeare do with a big flouncy cap, and, yeah, everyone's... It's... it's, it's... And they're all playing golf because... Yeah, because it's Scotland. just... Scotland. Scotland. Uh, there's no women in heaven, which is kind of weird. I don't know what Don Rose is saying there. <laughs> I guess, all, well, there's only been dude McDucks, apparently. Yeah, it, well, the, the, so much of the story hinges on uh, Scrooge being the last male progenitor of the McDuck line, and so he's just meeting all the other, like, all the dudes, male dudes, and his... Yeah, it's... It's, it's, yeah. it's kind of like, like, like what the old-timey shit is, where you're just worried about, like, the dudes in the family, because they're the ones carrying the names, and so they always get the most... Uh, import in a story but yeah. it is yeah scrooge this is the first time scrooge really almost fucking dies too because he almost drowns at the bottom of that boat yeah and but they kick uh, him out of heaven so he goes back to his body yeah and it is interesting because everyone in heaven already knows that he's destined to become a world for this duck yeah and so they're kind of debating as to whether or not like how much agency they should have in, in, in letting that happen but yeah and uh this is actually the first time where like the lucky duck or the lucky dime doesn't help scrooge not because it's lucky but like just because it's a dime and scrooge is able to use that as a tool yeah, to um, unscrew the bolts on the armor that's yeah. holding him at the bottom of the moat. And it's can... a good thing he's a duck and he can hold his breath for a long time. Yeah, that's a good point. That way, can they do that? Well, I guess they dive and shit. <laughs> they dive and shit. I don't know. I don't know if they can hold their breath for long, but they can dive <laughs> underwater. Does Ebenezer, when Scrooge is in that first comic in 1947, mm -hmm. where it's, he's supposed to be Scrooge, does he? do they eat goose for dinner? Probably. I mean, that's the one that, yeah, I mean, that's a little... There's humans in there, so... Yeah. I'm wondering if the humans ever have duck for dinner. So, then, uh, things uh, jump to uh, Chapter 6, The Terror of the Transvaal, in 1887. Two years later, Scrooge goes looking for gold in South Africa, where, for the first time in his life, he's double-crossed and left for dead by someone he's helped, which forever ruins Scrooge's outlook on charity in the future. Which really does kind of stick. After this, he's never that really trusting of anyone again, which is kind of sad. That's one of the nice things, is like going back, jumping back and seeing Scrooge so early in his life, seeing him actually be kind of like easily making friends with people and becoming buddies. And he wants to become rich, but he only wants to do it to help his family. It's not for his own personal gain, even though he would like to become yeah. stuck. But like, yeah, see him, seeing him devolve it's, morally while his character evolves is kind of... It's, it's, it was the progenitor for Breaking Bad. 
you know what, you can, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love the idea of, like, Steven Spielberg and George That's Lucas were always like, Indiana Jones was inspired by a Scrooge McDuck. I would love to see fucking What's-His-Face come out and say, yeah, no, this is actually, I just read Lifetime of Scrooge McDuck. I just want to do the same thing, except with crystal meth rather than yeah. gold. Good thing Scrooge never found out how much money you can make with the meth scheme. Well, that kind of, the, 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 the human Dewey and Louie, that is kind of like uh, Jesse Pinkman a little bit, like the kids helping him out and, mm-hmm. yeah, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just thinking about the cunt, the duck version of just Breaking Bad. All the char- like, what animals or which characters in that show? Hank's a dog, you know, drugs, drug you know sniffing what? dog. I'm sure there's some shitty fan art oh. out there that has this already drawn. But I want to see your version. You can make, you maybe not make a million dollars, but you could actually make. I would buy a McDuck. What would you call <laughs> it? Because it's got to be a play on Breaking, breaking Bad. Eagle? Mm, no, no, Breaking. You you could think yeah, yeah something could be done. <laughs> uh, Scrooge never finds out the double crosser's name in this story, but who could it be? Who could it be? Again, I do love Don Roses. He does not reveal that. I I was actually kind of shocked that you actually even do specifically find out that asshole's name at the end. Yeah. When it, the, the 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 narration panel is Bloodheart Glumgold, son of a bitch. That motherfucker. That <laughs> Which I do like. He never actually even shows up in the rest of the series. This is yeah. only one and done. Just like, oh yeah, Flintheart Gungle, he's a piece of shit. Um, I guess specifically, Scrooge doesn't recognize that he's met him until a later story. So that's why he never learns Flintheart Glumgold's name in that story because mm. he doesn't get properly introduced to Flintheart until there another Carl Carl Bark story later on. But it's still it's a great introduction too. Especially this is one thing I didn't know going to these comics that's. I guess in the original DuckTales, Flintheart Glumgold, yeah, he was a Scotsman because he had the whole, like, yeah. Tamashanter well, and all that yeah. shit. And, uh, although a lot he of people complained because originally he was South African. Oh, yeah. Um, which, the moment I saw he's in South Africa, I was like, oh, shit, I wonder if something's gonna murmur, burber, and of course it did. Um, which, a lot of people are suspecting in the new DuckTales. He might be. Flintheart Glumgold shows up in this first pilot. Except he's so into the Scottish thing yeah. that, like, everyone's like, I wonder if he's not actually still South African, but now he's pretending to be Scottish just to kind of, like, again, another thing he's trying to outdo against uh, Scrooge. Mm. But he's also super fat in the new DuckTales, which yeah. cracks me up. He's like this full fat waddling guy, which the character design is goddamn amazing. Um, but, yeah. Fucking Flintheart. Fucking Flintheart. What a butt. He a butthole. <laughs> he's super butthole. He, he duck butthole. butthole. He duck butthole. <laughs> Chapter 7, Dreamtime Duck of the Never Never, takes place in 1896. Uh, which is actually a 10 year... Yeah, no, that's a 9 year jump. Uh, into the future, a Scrooge has become a hardened gold prospector in Australia, where he considers swindling an elderly aboriginal dreamwalker out of a priceless opal egg, but is rewarded for returning the egg by being told by the dreamwalker that the treasure Scrooge seeks is under the Northern Lights. Scrooge is so quick to hightail it to Canada that he misses out on the Dreamwalker also reading a cave painting depicting Scrooge's future money bin, Donald Duck, and Huey, Louie, and Dewey. Mm-hmm. Which, again, uh, with, this is interesting, they really go into kind of like Aboriginal kind of dream time kind of stuff, which I thought was really interesting. Uh, it's not really an adventure story. I mean, there is, Scrooge is running around... He yeah, almost this one gets, gets a little adventure. There's some running, but this is more just about and... Scrooge's future 
which I thought was kind of... Yeah, there's a tidal wave, and some guy does try to steal this uh, priceless opal egg from yeah. Mr. Dream Cave that... Uh, uh, he screws. loses his dime, but finds it in a... Uh, uh, oh, I was worried about... <laughs> you were worried? You're I like, was what actually... Could, what could happen? <laughs> what? Oh, Scrooge, no! There was a moment where it's genuinely worried, and it's just a fucking dime who gives a shit, but like, oh, that dime's you, kind of been his only friend since, throughout these stories. Since you didn't read it, uh, I take it you didn't read the Carl Barks on how he got his... No. Like, number one nine. There's a, the, there's a backstory that he does... Where magic, uh, magic of the spell travels back in time to try to get the dime from him. And oh, that's funny. Shenanigans happen. Reading about the companion stories, I did see that. Technically, that is the first story in this series that mm -hmm. that predates the. Uh, I think it's the first one. I don't know if it's. The, uh... So wait, that would take place right before he gets the the dime in that first story, right? So it's magic dispel yeah. trying to keep him from getting the No, she's the trying to get the that. dime from him, but yeah. if she gets the dime from him, then he won't be the richest duck in the world. So Was it in the DuckTales game that she needs the dime for a magic to, like, she's going to melt it down and make some kind of super powerful spell that's going to let her take over the world? That's what she's always doing. Is that what she's always doing? Yeah. She's always trying to get the number one dime. So magic dispel is from the original Carl Barks comics. Yes. It's weird. Because, like, especially reading these comics where everything's so relatively grounded, except for the fact that it's pantsless ducks going on adventures but everything's kind of grounded enough it's funny to think that there's like an evil witch running around fucking shit up um but yeah it's interesting seeing this little peek into uh scrooge's more long-term future before he heads off to be the king of the klondike king in 1897 klondike. uh scrooge proves that he's tougher than the toughies and smarter th than the smarties by braving a glacier guarded by a woolly mammoth in the Yukon to find untouched territory loaded with unclaimed gold. Scrooge! Well, well he also he also meets Wyatt Earp. Randomly! Wyatt Earp's kind of like a petty asshole! Gets him in trouble. Uh, yeah, what's it? Shoots his sandwiches. They was shoots his sandwiches, and... Some guy wants to fight Scrooge, but Wyatt Earp is like, no, you fight me! And the guy's like, no, I want to fight Scrooge. And they were just run off and punch each other. Yeah. And for some reason, because White Earp's an asshole, Scrooge has to give up the last hundred dollars he has. So he has to get a loan from a vampire well, they, pig. The guy, the Wyatt Earp and the other guy shoot up and destroy the saloon some. And he's oh, like, that's hey, what this guy is. said this, this guy, he called him partner. Oh, that's what so it was, yeah. pay for half of it. Which is a real thing, because at the end of the Wyatt Earp movie by Lawrence Kasdan in the 90s that I weirdly love, it ends with him, like, in real life, that's what he did. He went out, like, moved to Alaska. He goes and gets a drink next to a duck. <laughs> and you're like, why is there a duck in this scene? The duck's got a This movie coin. was completely serious up to this point, but Lawrence now he's Kasdan, sitting next to a duck. Huge Carl Barks fan. Yeah, exactly. Don Rosa fan. Oh, my God. Oh, God. So he's got to get a loan from a pig. Yeah, and the, but the pig, he's... And pigs are always are vampires for some reason in this universe. They have fang teeth. It's the weirdest thing. It's yeah. like they didn't look evil enough as it was. You had to give them fangs. I'm surprised he's not got like a little cape or something like that. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's the... I think the vampire teeth pigs are the one thing with Donna Rose's art. I'm like, I don't know if that was a wise choice. Or like, that was a little bit of a weird choice. But, um, but yeah. Well, which I guess that, that pig character shows up later. This is actually setting up something where... Later, that character comes back and says, Hey, I've got a contract on your original claim in the Klondike. You owe me 100% interest on the original loan yeah. that you well, took out to get your stuff. Well, because it was for 10%, but they left space in between the percent and the zero. Yeah, and he was able to write it. So. Um, which also was only $100, so 
He should wait. Scritchell should only own. Although I guess if interest, he, that interest compounded builds. monthly, yeah. yeah, I think that's what it is. Because I think the crux of that story is that guy comes back and says, "Hey, you owe me like three quarters of fortune." Scrooge's like, "Fuck you." Um, but yeah, Scrooge'll yeah. According to my notes, Scrooge'll rub shoulders with an asshole white herb. Briefly meets a sexy lady duck named Goldie and almost murders a vampire pig who tries to steal his claim. But yeah, he does strike it rich. At the very end, there's a couple claim jumpers who try to steal, like, uh, who try to claim his jump? Jump his claim? Jump his claim. And he almost beats them to death with a giant rock covered in mud. Mm -hmm. And at the last moment, he finds out it's not a rock, <gasps> it's the uh, goose egg gold nugget. Mm -hmm. And now he's rich. Well, which... probably one of my favorite moments in the Dawn Roses happens in this, yeah. in this uh, volume where uh, the pig, like, Knocks him out to get his claim, but they chain him up inside a oh, a giant steamboat. Fuck yeah! <laughs> I forgot about this. And, and Scrooge. This is this is really Scrooge the climax coming, of the yeah, story. Scrooge yeah. is coming back from getting some mail because he hasn't been getting his mail. Yeah, he's been all, out in the wild for three years. They yeah. got him chained up to the like the inside, and they're all oh, oh here's a letter from your family, this family boy. This shit gets real, real family quick. Family boy. Yeah, this, oh, here's this another, is a Breaking Bad moment. Here's yeah. another letter. Oh, we shouldn't be laughing at... Oh, it's bad news. We shouldn't be laughing at a motherless duck. And Scrooge just... <laughs> it is a great blue screen of death moment where I think it just jumps out to, like, the, showing the... Well, it, show, it shows his, like, fist clenching and and just the, the sound effect creak. And well, then just... The and then just... <laughs> The uh, accounts itself. of the events exactly. differ yeah, of what happened that day. I love it in stories <laughs> where they try to portray the significance of the event by suddenly going all wonder years about it, where yeah. it's like, okay, we're about to show you something. Yeah, this shit is now historical <laughs> They said legend. it might have been metal fatigue, but that didn't <laughs> yeah. explain why the grand piano got launched 500 feet outside a, a window. About 100 people die in the next three <laughs> panels. It's never really explained exactly what happens, but yeah, Scrooge kind of kicks some ass. Oh, yeah, that is, that is, that may be the best part of the whole goddamn story right yeah. there. That is, that is a goddamn amazing. But yeah, in the end, Scrooge does, uh, does, uh, triumph over all these assholes in the Klondike. Also notice, too, at the very beginning, um, this is more, I don't think it's a Chaplin reference as much as just a reference to the same photographs that Chaplin was referencing, and we did. What was the Chaplin movie about the Gold, gold Rush? Was it just the? <laughs> was it just the Gold <laughs> Rush? <laughs> well, there's very specifically a scene in, in the Gold Rush. Who is the guy? The actor walking up the hill. Who is the main actor in that Chaplin movie? Ah, oh. <laughs> Robert Downey. What Jr. was it called? Gold Rush. Actually, yeah. The movie about the Gold Rush. What the was, gold rush. What was the actor's name in that Chaplin movie about what? the Gold Rush? And what was the name of that movie? Who are the Marx Brothers again? What were they? Do? Their names were Marxists or something? Like that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, but like at the beginning of the comic, they have that panel where they show everyone like walking up the hill, which is like exactly the same thing that they uh, that they did in the Gold Rush, which itself, I think, in the trivia for that movie, we noted that that was supposed to be a reproduction of an old photograph from like 19, hmm. 1897 or something yeah. like that. So, although. Uh, in the notes, Don Rosa seems to be enough of a movie fan. I wouldn't be, but surprised if that was actually very specifically a reference to uh, Tra Tra Chaplin's The Gold Rush, which I need to get back in my Chaplin shit. The Gold Rush was, I really liked The Gold Rush. Hmm. I need to keep on going on with stuff, but anyway, chapter nine, mm -hmm. The Billionaire of Dismal Downs. Scrooge returns to Scotland to see his father for the last time well, and bring his sisters back to America. 
He, he the story opens with him like settling that alone with that evil pig man. Yeah. And he, he's like, he's like, sign the receiver, I'm gonna punch your fucking face in. And the guy's like, <laughs> well, I'm like, I'm fuck you. you. Yeah, go ahead and punch me with your fuzzy mittens. I don't care. <laughs> oh, yeah, and right. punches him in the gut because his mittens are filled with gold nuggets. I love that. Well, also, too, uh, Scrooge must have made his fortune not with the golden goose nugget egg, because he actually has that later, so obviously he didn't sell it off. Yeah, he's just been... So yeah, he must have just gone back and dug up gold. some more yeah. gold, but yeah, that was the... Yeah, was the hint this is the story gold. where the first time he hits a million dollars. Yeah, that's, yeah. So he's got, yeah. Uh, even though the story's called Billionaire, but yeah. That's oh, he... I think it starts off with... Doesn't he get, like... Oh, he does... Does this also show... Does this also show him investing and stuff, too? Mm-hmm. Where you can this see, is where he stops working with his hands and starts like he makes his it, money work for loans him. And, stuff. and so yeah, I think at, at the beginning he's got a, he's made a million or something like that. Finances but then people. He does have a billion, and he lugs all of his gold to Scotland because he's go just going to move back to the McDuck Castle. But shit goes down. He ends up leaving instead because yeah, his he ends up just giving a lot of money to his family so they can like uh, set up shop inside the castle, but. There's a little sad thing at the end when his dad dies, though. It's a nice little thing. His dad turns into a ghost and goes to heaven with his mom. So I guess well, yeah, him and his him and his sisters are gonna go back. Well, he also does a whole Scottish games in it. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, that, that's and Scottish well, this is also his where, first... that he's all terrible at. Yeah, <laughs> or he's so good at it, he's bad. There's a couple things like where he does the the, like he the does hammer a, throw yeah, he and he hammer does it throw, so well, but he doesn't, but he doesn't let, let go and yeah. that fucks him up and. He does he, the he tosses, caper tossing. Yeah, he does the caper toss, but the judges weren't there around to see it. Yeah. Because he flips it, like, three times in yeah. there. I think even the comic itself is like, this is Scrooge at the height of his physical prowess, and he fucks everything Well, he up. shears his sheep's super good, but the guy holding it... Oh, yeah, because he's not he precise enough. He shears too, and he's head. like... And the, the the guy that's helping him is like, man, you fucked that up. He's like, no, I, I did I did what I wanted yeah. to with it. Which this is the first real step of Scrooge becoming uh, the 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 Scrooge that we know because not only is he rich, but uh, he also sees that money does not buy happiness because everyone in Dismal Down suddenly hates him because he's rich. Yeah. And so he's this we this is the first time we really see the kind of Scrooge becoming a little more insular and kind of more like, fuck you, I'm rich, I don't give a shit. Well, and then there's also a little moment where he's got he gets a lock bucket out with like deeds or something, and his sisters are like, "Hey Scrooge, what's this lock of gold hair?" And he's like, "Shut up!" I did like that. Shut I still up. haven't read this Carl Bark story, so I don't even know what the, what that is. But I was like, mm -hmm. "Yeah, pretty cute." Yeah, but the, him and his sisters go off to Duckburg because he's got a land there. Yeah, he's and, decided uh, that like yeah his 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 future lies in America, not in Scotland. Leaving it with uh. uh Oh, with oh, Scotty? Yeah, Scotty. The Which, I guess, becomes keeper. a figure later in the Carl Barks uh, stories. Okay. So that's, he's linked down track You're like, that, I guess. oh, Papa's waving goodbye to us from the window. Who's that with him? It must be Scotty. But Scotty's raking the leaves on the ground. Who could be? Yeah. Oh, it's their dead mom. <laughs> <laughs> Which, uh, and there's a little bit of a conversation between the dad and the dead mom. And for a moment, I was like, they're holding hands. They, I'm assuming he must be dead. And then, yeah, right. And then they, they, all they walk, walk through, through a wall. wall. Yeah, which there is... And they're also hanging... I Presumably, they get the hangout, too, with uh, the ghost from the first uh, yeah. Scrooge story. Um, uh, but yeah, Chapter 10, The Invader of Fort Duckburg. I keep on forgetting that these comics... T like, the modern day of these comics is 1950. Even Don Rosa writing modern day, he always made sure all the stories took place in the 1950s. So, it's weird to think that when he goes... Scrooge first the first steps foot in Duckburg, it's not a city. It's just a fucking fort and a farm. Yeah. 
which is because it's 1902 and it's the West Coast, and of course there's no cities yet. Um, Scrooge and his sister step, uh, yeah, step foot in Duckburg for the first time, which On is a little shitty more... car. Yeah, oh, I think a little pup puck car, which I, I just think the sound effects pit, where it's like pit, 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 pit. that was, I was like, mm, that's really good sound effect right there. Like, mm. they're really evocative. Yeah. Um, Duckburg is a little more than a farm and a fort that is quickly attacked by the Beagle Boys when they discover well, that Scrooge has hauled his billion dollars to the fort in barrels. We also are introduced to, uh, uh who will become Donald's dad. Quack, who, was it Quackmore? Yeah, Quackmore. Yeah, Duck. who also has a temper. And him and Hori. <laughs> he and Tortons immediately fall in love. It's very cute. Because they're both very angry. I guess all the characters on this on this farm eventually become side characters in the in the Scrooge Bark stories, too, because... Grandma Duck is there, yeah. Yeah. And I guess... They eventually get, like, the... the uh, Donald's cousin, the Goose. Yeah, Goose. Yeah, I forget his fucking... name. Gander goose, lucky yeah, ducky fucker. The lucky ducker fucker. Lucky <laughs> lucky fucker. Gus fucker, goose. Ducky. Gus goose. Um, Donna Rosa mentions in the notes too about how the reveal here that Grandma Duck is actually Donald's father's grandmother really upset a whole bunch of McDuck fans in Italy. What? Because they were all convinced, in Italy, everyone just assumed that Grandma Duck in mm -hmm. the Carl Bark stories, which I've never even seen before, was Scrooge's grandma. And, and but, That would make her, like, a billion years yeah, old. Yeah, that's the other thing, too. But, like, the reveal in this that, like, it's actually on the other side of the family, I guess, like, the it made, made front-page headlines when Donna Rosa published the story. Donna Rosa's like, all, I didn't come ah, up with this. Pasta like, fajoul! Everyone has got Hey, what up with this? Well, yeah, Donna Rose is like, this is like, that's what she, like, in, in the family tree and Carl Barks' notes, that's what she was always supposed to be, so don't yell at me, yell at Carl Barks. Yeah, and, and Daniel's looking at the family tree printed inside of Life and Times 2, which is, I, it just, who's, there's a character on the far left who's obscured. That's, uh, Huey Dewey and Louie's dad. Oh, which is funny to think that even they, even at this, the, uh, even when this comic was being produced in the 90s, that they... They, no one ever said who the huh, their papa was. Yeah, no, nobody really knows. Oh, that's really weird. Yeah. Who's who's their mother? Uh, Della Duck. Della Duck, who's Donald's the sister of Donald? Oh, because Donald, you do see Donald's got a twin sister at yeah. the very end of the. Oh, okay. Spoilers for uh, Duck. And I, I like that. Um. Uh, oh, what's his name? Uh, Gladstone Gander's mom is like, gets her eggs knocked over, and her brother's laughing at her. And she finds a diamond ring inside one of the eggs because she's got Gladstone oh, Gander's she's luck. lucky. That's, yeah. yeah. Which, again, I've only lucky. heard, I've never really read the comics, but I've heard about I that character. Gladstone Gander. He's well, an asshole. He's a butthole. I would just assume that's the point of the character, yeah. right? Yeah. 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 He's never had to work for anything. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, the Beagle Boys are pissed off because they've been in jail for 20 years. <laughs> Was it 20, 25 years? Ever since the, their first run-in with uh, Scrooge? And so, yeah, they use this... Uh, as an excuse to take their uh, revenge on Scrooge by attacking uh, Fort Duckburg. Um, but not af until after Scrooge has kicked out the Junior Wood... Founding Junior Woodchucks out of... Uh, who've been squatting inside uh, Fort Duckburg. Using it as a clubhouse. Yeah, it's, it's just three dudes. <laughs> They've got a giant guidebook, mm -hmm. which is one of the most corny Back to the Future kind of moments. They're like, we should make smaller pocket-sized version of our Junior wood Woodchuck guidebook sometime. And yeah, the taller guy... 
uh, that uh, in the group is yeah, Gy- Gyro Gearless's well, the, dad. The 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 junior woodchucks are like, hey, that guy kicked us out. He could be a crook. We should tell the president about it. <laughs> And then the president, who is now Teddy Roosevelt, is like, oh, yeah, so we're, when he finds out there's a Scottish billionaire who's taken over Fort Duckburg, he's like, oh, this stands completely against my anti-immigration, anti-corporate philosophy, so I'm going to send the Navy to bomb Fort well, Duckburg. I'm going to do it myself. The Rough Riders will ride again. Yeah. And so <laughs> there's just a big battle between... The, the the president, the navy, the beagle boys, which is ends up being resolved by Horton's duck. Well, Scrooge's his sister freaking out and just chasing everyone off because she well, just no, has she's super... gonna beat the fuck out of everybody. But then Scrooge and Teddy run into each other and they're like, "Oh, it's you." Yeah, which is a nice you. loop around. Yeah, the, the, yeah. Which yeah, I think it was Teddy Roosevelt was the first uh, historical personage to show up. So it's nice to see him loop so, back around yeah. and like yeah, uh, get a little bit of a payoff. And uh, you do see the construction of uh, Scrooge's uh, real money bin. That's all built now with the, the end of the story. It looks it's... like DuckTales. It's the big square thing with the big dollar sign on it. Yeah, with the Scrooge's sister yelling uh, at the other angry duck, what kind of fucking stupid name is Donald for a kid? <laughs> They've only known each other for maybe like three months, but they're already talking about children's name, which, yeah. I mean, it's a comic book. It's it's it's. I, I, I kind of laugh at the heavy-handed, <laughs> like... What's it called? Uh, foretelling or whatever? Yeah, foreshadowing. Foreshadowing, but like it's it's in that moment you kind of see the genesis of the world of Ducktales being born right there with the mention of Donald, the the uh, the money bin in the background, all that stuff. Yeah, this yeah. is you kind of see modern Duckburg starting to uh, take shape. Um, and also the money bin, I think at that time only has Scrooge's barrels at the bottom of it. Yeah, it hasn't been filled up yet. No, and I, I think later on in later Bark stories they do mention how. At the bottom of that hundred feet of money is those barrels mm. still just hit at the bottom of all that money. But then there's chapter eleven, the Empire Builder, a little, the Empire Builder from Calisota, which takes place from 1909 to 1930. This is by far the widest span of uh, time that takes place in any one of these stories. Um, Calisota being the state that Duckburg is in, which is weird because all the other states in America exist. Except for California, which is Calisota, I guess. Yeah. Um. There's a little bit of a map that shows where Duckburg is in Calisota in the comic, and Don Rosa mentioned in the past, if you actually just look up a, a map of California, you kind of see where in the real world uh, Duckburg would be. Mm-hmm. Uh, essentially right across uh, a little bit of uh, like a bay or a lake from uh, Eureka, California. Mm-hmm. So, if you ever want to visit the real world... That's pretty good. Yeah, like back in Duckburg, sisters are hiring office workers and shit. Oh yeah, they've essentially become his. He, they're his sole like corporate infrastructure right now. Yeah. And so. And like uh, Donald's dad is gonna do the accounting, and which Scrooge is okay with because the the uh, his greedy hope for an inheritance will keep him honest. Yeah, and you see, Don- Scrooge has already become an asshole at this point. He's just yeah, he's just assuming everyone's the only reason anyone does anything good in this story is because they're an asshole too, and. Yeah, he's, he's already turning to a real wretch. And uh, Scrooge tries to swindle an African tribe out of their diamond mine and is abandoned by his sisters who return to Duckburg. Well, there's a little bit more to it that. <laughs> well, that's kind they, of the crux. They, they, that's... He, he insults their god and... He really does and go kick, in. Kicks <laughs> their 
their bones they use to tell the fortune. They kick it. They they stuff them inside like a pig body. Yeah. Which I don't know if that's something. I don't know one of the talking pigs, maybe. <laughs> I guess so. And kick him out, and so he gets a whole squad of like dudes together, and they fucking demolish the village and yeah. destroy everything. Yeah, he hires essentially his own version of the Beagle Boys to fuck up. Yeah. Screw tires and, the, those guys. Yeah, and, to fuck and up the whole African village. He yells at his sisters, and they're like, fucking peace out. Get so long, Scrooge. This is, cause this is kind of what I was talking about before. And they about write him a letter in cursive, and I was like, oh, fuck, I gotta read cursive. This is like 1912 or whatever. Uh. Like, yeah. <laughs> Which, you know, that's the only last time anyone cared about cursive writing. But yeah, this is one of the. This is Donna Rosa taking a Karl Barks story that he did not agree with mm. and turning it as, into a launch point for kind of sp spinning gold out of poop. Yeah. Or is like, I think this. The, the idea that Scrooge would, would ever try to take over, forcibly take over an African di diamond mine is bullshit. But what if this is the low point in Scrooge's life and you can actually see him turn into a villain and this is actually kind of like. You see. Scrooge turning into the wretch he is when he was first introduced in Karl Barks' stories. So this actually technically do does line up. He's 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 crossing some borders here he shouldn't. And this kind of sets the stage for what the rest of Karl Barks' stories is, is him being kind of rehabilitized by reuniting with his family and, and, and Huey, Dewey, and Louie and stuff like that. So this is kind of like the Empire Strikes Back moment of, of, of Scrooge. Kind of like... He has younger versions of himself yell at himself. Like, Fucking yeah. Morals. Doc, what are you doing? Jeez. Yeah. Even his dad's like, come on, Scrooge. What are you Yeah, come on. Yeah, we come promise on. to always be true to yourself and you're just being a dick. So he's, he's going to run after his sisters, but oh, there's a zombie. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, the leader of the uh, African there's, tribe. There's a zombie in the Disney cartoon comic. So Woo. this is another note from Don Rosa where he's like, okay, so I had to work this in here because this is a Don Rosa comic. This uh, in a previous Carl Barks comic, Donald Duck is chased by a voodoo guy, by a voodoo zombie, who was sicked on Scrooge McDuck. When he was way younger, when Scrooge presumably looked just like Donald, mm -hmm. and so the zombie is going after Donald because Donald looks like Scrooge did as a kid. So there's this whole thing in this in this comic, in this Don Rosa comic here about how Scrooge go like makes himself younger, he puts himself into disguise, which makes himself look like what Donald would look like into the future to try to like as part of his plan to swindle. The, the African tribe line, leader, yeah. and then so, but the voodoo zombie gets, it's a whole big fucking mess, but anyway, it, this it, that's just groundwork for Scrooge being, uh, yeah, chased it, by it, a voodoo zombie for the next 27 yeah, it years. It doesn't recognize him, so it leaves him. Yeah. So this is kind of an interesting thing where you see Scrooge kind of building up the rest of his empire that we well, see. In, yeah, in, he's, in, he's chasing after his sisters to try to get them, but he keeps getting sidetracked by adventures and money-making While also being chased by the voodoo back. zombie, so it's yeah. kind of this interesting daisy chain of crazy shit that's going on for it, like chases years. him to the Arctic, but then it falls in ice, yeah. and then the ice that the voodoo zombie is trapped in crashes into the Titanic that Which Scrooge that happens to be on. <laughs> yeah, and Scrooge is talking to J.J. Astor... Who actually on the Titanic got crushed to death by one of the falling funnels, but in this comic he just jumps over the side of the boat and I guess freezes to death. Mm. Yeah, it's this. Yeah, Scrooge ends up uh, journeying to Russia to try to buy Fabergé eggs from the Romanov family shortly before the Russian Revolution killed them all. Mm -hmm. uh, he sneaks across. He sneaks treasure across Mongolia. Uh, this is in only a poor old man. One of the first. I think it's the first story. Shows how Scrooge McDuck is trying to. Oh, the Beagle Boys buy land right next to the yeah. money bin. And so Scrooge tricks them into 
they're digging up dirt to build a building next to the money bin that they're going to use to like break into the money bin later. Yeah. And so he actually tricks the uh, uh, the, the the Beagle Boys into somehow hauling the money from his bin out to this lake where they've been dumping all this dirt from this construction project, mm -hmm. which is the same swindle job. In the, in that comic, in that first comic in uh, Only a Poor Old Man, he says, oh, I'm going to use the same trick I used in Mongolia. This is, this actually, this right here is actually showing him laying down the groundwork for, like, like how he tricked Mongolians to sneak mm -hmm. his treasure into China. I, it's just, it's, it's more back to the future just kind of setting up and paying off stuff from Carl Bark stories which is cute. And also they, they, at one point uh, he gets pushed off a cliff and like falls onto a train full of his money and that's when he finds out he can swim in it. Yeah at the last moment he dives into it and then yeah which is yeah a great moment and uh, Scrooge finally makes it home after almost three decades to, uh, to meet his uh, baby nephew Donald for the first time and find out he's officially become the world's richest duck. But at the cost of having alienated everybody well, in his life. Also, the, the he sees the zombie again, but he uses some other. Uh, he's on yeah, another he island, and another voodoo doctor or shaman, whatever you want to call him, yeah. uh, uses their magic to to have it stop following Scrooge for. It'll probably last for about thirty years. Okay, that's why. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, like yeah, that makes sense because it's in the fifties that like yeah the voodoo. Uh, Zombie shows up again, yeah. which so, that that'll be the first so time when it shows up in the Carl Barks. Finally stories, gets yeah. back to Duckburg, and everybody's like, "Welcome home, Scrooge!" Yay, oh, and he finds out that Duckburg has actually turned into a proper town now in the thirty years that he's been gone. Yeah, yeah. Oh, this is also the reason why he's gone for thirty years too, is because Don Rosa wanted to set up why. Uh, when Scrooge first shows up in the Donald Duck universe, why no one's ever talked about him mm. or why he's been gone. It's this is part of leading into that that Scrooge had been gone forever and stuff and so, kind of Donald kind of grew up without him in his life and all this stuff. But um, well, he doesn't pay attention to everybody really. He just yells a bunch and then slams into his office, which yeah. makes his angry sister come in and be like, "Who the fuck do you think you are? Yeah, we're out of here. You could fucking be an asshole later." And then <laughs> a tiny, tiny baby Donald. Standing and this is going to be Donald's first act in this universe canonically. kicks at Scrooge square in the ass and runs kicks away. Kicks him hard, too. Like, the, what, when you think of a cartoon ass-kicking, this is literally <laughs> what happens. Yeah. It's a great moment. And then, yeah, what? Did, did Scrooge just throw everyone out? Or Yeah, and he, yeah. Has, he has some, uh, he has, has a, like, it's like, ah, oh, who needs family? But then there's a panel of him remembering all of his happy family time. So yeah. he goes running after them, but he sees a, a ros roster of the rich thing hanging on his wall that's right he gets sidetracked to the last moment he, he finds out he's the richest oh that's right because his sisters were going to give him a surprise before he freaked out at everybody and this is yeah so they inadvertently actually contribute to scrooge's alienation yeah. by distracting him at the moment that he was going to make up with his family that's <laughs> a damn shame yep so then scrooge is nobody hears from him forever yeah for flash forward 17 years uh of course, I am so glad <laughs> that we tackled Citizen Kane before this. Yeah. This this made me very happy. Of course, this uh, this is Chapter 12, The Richest Duck in the World. Uh, it takes place in 1947. It takes place, literally, the meat of the story takes place the day after Scrooge is first introduced in the Carl Bark stories in 1947, Christmas 1947. Mm. I guess Chris uh, Scrooge was introduced on Christmas Eve? Hmm. Of 1947, this takes place during Christmas Day. Okay. Um, but the story itself starts off with an extended Citizen Kane riff. That goes on for like a page or two. It's great. 
Um, yeah, this story is supposed to simultaneously mellow, mellow out Scrooge a bit after his introduction as a miserly asshole in Donald Duck Comics number 4 in 1947, while also explaining in-universe why no one in Donald Duck's world had ever mentioned Scrooge, McCu uh, Scrooge McDuck before, uh, the excuse being that Scrooge just spent the last 20 years in utter seclusion while everyone in the outside world assumed that he'd spent all of his money building the mansion he's living out all alone in. That's holding, it. Holding a snow globe and saying, God. He really is just like... I need to read some more Carl Bark stories to see what the hell's up with Goldie, because she must have been an amazing character to justify all this crazy shit. And that said, uh, Scrooge, using so many tools from the previous 11 stories to trip up and capture the Beagle Boys is a great way to wrap up this series, as is bringing the whole full story full circle exactly where it began with modern-day Scrooge happily swimming in his money. Yeah. And so, yeah, this is... I can't remember what the, what the actual crux of the story well, is. Well, um, Scrooge is meeting the, the, the Huey, Dewey, and Louie, and Donald to kind of t see what they're made of and stuff. Uh, he invites and... them up to the castle, to his mansion, yeah. yeah. The Beagle Boys follow them to the to the money bin because they're all dressed like Santa. They won't believe him that he's still got money, so he <laughs> yeah. shows the money bin, and then the Beagle Boys come in dressed as fucking Santa Claus and try to rob him, and Scrooge starts getting back to his old ways. And yeah, this really kicks is some ass and takes some names. Yeah, this is the, this is pretty much the first Carl Barks style modern day story proper, which is kind of nice. Yeah, and so yeah, Scrooge. Uh... That ends with him them being like, man, he's just. He's all alone in there with his stupid money. It didn't buy happiness, but he's having all the memories of how he earned his money with everybody he met along the I way. I do like every coin is a memory of his life, and you do. The story is looking at the last panel. image in it with all those coins around him and thinking about how bad coins stink and being like, oh, that money bin's just. You gotta walk in there. Although and be like, he's oh. a duck, so he's not sweating on the money, so he could, like. Well, yeah. I wonder if it's a matter of money. Is, it's not a. Money doesn't smell like sweat. It no, but like, like at least it's because a human being did what Scrooge McDuck did. He would just every time you jumped out of the money bin, you'd just like have all these coins stick into your body. Yeah. It'd just be uncomfortable. Mm. Well, it's 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 been said that like Scrooge is the only one, at least that I'm aware of, that can swim through money. Yeah, like other people try and they break their necks. Basically. There's actually there's something in the New Ducktales that actually like he mentions like he's built up his neck muscles, so he's the only person in the world who can actually do that. Yeah, I think they're I um, think he tricks the Beagle Boys into swimming. He's like, oh, oh yeah. In the in Carl Barks, he's like he does a rare rabbit comics, kind of thing. Like, like oh, oh no, please hey, don't swim you guys in my money. One. Can I I just go through one last swim in the money? And they're like, oh swim? yeah, okay, go ahead. And then they all try to jump in and wind up Break knocking, the, knocking themselves out for like at least three months, I think. Jesus is the quote. Christ, become paraplegic. Mm -hmm. Oh man, but I really do like how it takes three quarters of the series uh, to finally show how Scrooge McDuck legitimately, legitimately made his fortune for the first time. With all the stories leading up to the Chaplin esque Yukon adventure, shaping him into the kind of duck he needed to be to survive the northern wilds and figure out exactly where to get the gold from. Uh, the death of Scrooge's mom being the impetus for Scrooge pretty much murdering a gang of claim jumpers and finally laying claim to the gold that would finally make him a legend was really nice, which we haven't yeah. before. That said, the story immediately after he strikes it rich and goes back to Scotland, only for everyone in Mechdoch, which that's technically the name of, like, the town. It's Mechdoch, with, like, an I in it. Yeah, everyone turns on him for being rich as he spends the rest of the story engaging in goofy gags to show off what a true Scotsman he is. It's a bit of an anticlimactic letdown, though the reveal of the death, the death of his father was nice um, and explains why he left Scotland rather uh, than, than staying there. Yeah. Uh, 
It's interesting that one of the biggest things from Barks' work that Rosa had to work around was occasional magical or unscrupulous explanations for how Scrooge built his fortune. Which, um, yeah, I mentioned a whole bunch of that stuff. I'm trying to find anything we didn't already talk about, which we already... Actually, here's the one big note. Uh, that I wanted to mention. As much as Steven Spielberg and George Lucas claim they were influenced by Karl Barks' Scrooge comics in developing Indiana Jones, I wonder if the existence of the young Indiana Jones Chronicles had a hand in the creation of the life and times of Scrooge McDuck. Since Young Indy started just two years before the life and times began, and does pretty much exactly the same thing for Indiana Jones, showing how a young dipshit hero uh, became the figure that we know today as he weaves through world history and meets famous historical people, as Life and Times does for Scrooge McDuck. Hell, they even both meet Teddy Roosevelt. Mm. Um, thank you, Postmates, for reminding me to tip my delivery guy. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's kind of funny. Like, I kind of wonder if Don Rosa was kind of inspired by Young Indiana. I'm glad this is way better than the Young Indiana Jones Chronicles. It's not all baby with Scrooge McDuck running around doing stupid shit. Yeah. But I don't know with how fleshed out it is. He must have had a lot of this planned out for years. Yeah. Because yeah, you're not going to do something like this on a whim. This yeah. is so immaculate. And I've only read the uh, part of what you read. Because like I said, you read the extra stories and stuff. So I've only read two-thirds of what you read. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, I'm really glad we did this. This is a nice... Especially if uh, The Life and Times of Scrooge McDuck is supposed to be canonical within the new DuckTales series. Or at least something to some degree. If everyone's if it's mandatory re reading for that new crew on that new show. that's It's going to be interesting to see how... I don't know. It's going to be cool. Yeah. This is a very interesting comic series, and I'm surprised I've never heard about this before. I'm surprised, too. Yeah. Which, it's a shame, too, that it's so and hard to find And you call yourself prints. a duck. I know! I know how I feel so feel bad, because, like, all I know about duck stuff is, like, ducktails <laughs> And the old, like, 1940s uh, 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 duck cartoons and stuff. Mm. You know, Donald Duck. Donald Duck? They have Donald Duck, and they do ducktails and he sounds like Donald Duck, and yeah, he gives yeah, exposition. Good. Which means you don't know what the hell's going on, because, yeah, like, Donald Duck will come Donald. out and be like, here's a plot point. <laughs> like, what the hell did he just say? I don't know what's happening in this story anymore. I, I got Donald down. He fine. I can understand him. Yeah, um, but... I'll have to finish... Uh, I'm, you know what? In a way, kind of way, I'm glad I didn't read the companion comics, because that means there's a little bit more of the story I've not yeah. read yet. I feel bad that you read it, and we didn't end up really talking about much about it on the, the episode. Oh, that's fine. I love adventure stories. And this is also great because this is a stories that they're 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 interesting enough to hold an adult's attention, but they're yeah, also they're kid friendly. A kid yeah. you could read, kid can read this. Yeah. Except for maybe the part where Scrooge murders a million people after they <laughs> make fun of his dead mom. But yeah. I mean that's bloodless. It's it's yeah nothing happens. But yeah, Don Rosa. This is I've heard people refer to this as the greatest achievement in fan fan fiction fan art ever. Which is unfair, because that makes it sound like... I mean, these are licensed, canonical duck comics. It's yeah. not like he was just posting his fan comics to DeviantArt. But you really feel the love for mm -hmm. Carl Barks' work in every pore of these comics, in every panel and every bit of line art, that it's... My hat's off to Don Rosa. He, he did How something did really, take? truly amazing here. 
to do? Just a couple years, in the, well, maybe not a couple years, but, like, maybe the latter half of the 90s. Because mm. uh, looking at the publication dates, it's like, I think this started, like, 1993 and finished at, like, 1999. So it was, like, six years. But that's still a hefty hunk of storytelling. It's too bad that it didn't re-release this in the 90s with those terrible garbage 90s coloring shadings <laughs> that everybody was doing. early Photoshop where yeah. everyone's jeans are shiny and shit yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, um, Boom Studios did a really good job reprinting this stuff. I did the one most ridiculous thing, though. I think, is it the last story where Donald and, and Huey, Dewey, and Louie are going to Scrooge's mansion and yeah. they're looking at all of his trophies and shit? Mm-hmm. Randomly, one of his trophies is like the 1995 Eisner Award for Best Comic oh, Series, yeah. which even in his notes, <laughs> Don Rose is like, I know this is some bullshit, but <laughs> give, just let me have my one moment here, just a little 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 bit of self-flagellation uh, there, yeah. self-indulgence here, bro celebrating the fact that uh these these stories were so so uh, well received which yeah i guess these comics did for like three years in a row when like best co- comic series ongoing and i can see why um take that archie comics that must have been pissed off everyone like reading spawn and shit at that time they're like what the fuck is this fucking Scrooge mcduck yeah, shit no, but the, the, the issue where jughead loves hamburgers more than girls it was it really spoke to me <laughs> And Archie oh couldn't God. pick between Betty or Veronica. I just wish every fan-fueled comic that delves into the cracks between the canonical stories of stuff was as good as this. Like, this, you know, like, even, like, everyone makes fun of the Star Wars prequels being terrible. Like, even when creators go, like, if the fucking, even when the original creators of things go back and try to to do something like this with, like, Ridley Scott in the Alien movies, or I'm trying to think of that's anything that's not a movie where someone's trying to go back and fill in the gaps of something. And oh, I'm sure there's tons. We fucked don't it up. About. But this is I'm the sure one that happens very... all the time in books. Uh, uh, fucking Harry Potter. Well, that was a sequel, even though it does kind of no, retroactively. The, uh, oh, um, oh the Fantastic Beasts and everything. Yeah, oh, yeah, that actually was written by J.K. Yeah. Rowling, so you can't even. But that was you. Something you were saying. I can't think of that. Yeah. But I thought of it. Guess I'm better than you. But <laughs> you are. Oh, so yeah. Unless we have anything else to say, what do we what do we what do we do next? Ducktales. Oh, I'm so excited for new Ducktales. Yay! Put together by a lot of the people who worked on Gravity Falls, which that was a good show. I'm just saying. Just saying. But yeah, if people have at least try to find scans online if you can't buy the comics because Life and Times of Scrooge McDuck, I think is still out of print and super hard to find in hardback form. But Check yeah. your local library. Our, that's the other thing. It's Go library first, the pirate base second. Yeah. The the art for this episode needs to be just like support your local library. Go read the Lifetimes of Scrooge yeah. Duck. So what are you doing next? Well, what are we doing next? Um, I can't think of a good transition from Scrooge to the movie. Where are you gonna talk about? Oh, because no, there's no doing it. Was well, you have the Ducktales game. Yeah. What's if you if you scored super high, would you have been taken by Robert Preston to go live in Duckburg? Uh, and it would have been a dog version of Robert Preston with like a little dog nose and little hairless ears. Yeah, yeah. Hey, it's the last Starfighter. Dun, 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 We're gonna dun, talk dun, dun, about dun, 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 it because I've never seen it before. It sounds so enthused. We're gonna talk about it. Yes. Is it gonna be a good time? Not to be confused with the porn parody, The Lust Starfighter. <laughs> wugga wugga. Oh, it wouldn't be The Lust Starfucker. I don't know. Oh, God, I'm just imagining his partner just being this lady in terrible yeah, that's brown next time. <laughs> lizard makeup. We're going to be a lot of talking about poop in the next episode. I mean, it was, he yeah. does look like a... 
looks like a poopy penis. He looks like a dick that goes to someone's ass. It's the last Starfighter, so... <laughs> that little slice of what you're in store for. It's a little slice of the 80s. Week. That's a bit, yeah, it's it's a pretty pretty good slice of the 80s right there, yeah. Pretty 1984 happy. is the last Starfighter. Yeah, we're going to talk about that. You so sound so enthused. Prepare your body for that. <laughs> We'll He's mother on Twitter. I'm the Grumpy Turtle on Twitter. Tardy we'll Podcast on Twitter. Tardy Podcast. Side. After that, we get to start our Halloween <laughs> stuff. And then it's October, yep. Best time of the year. Daniel sure. doesn't and care. Phil's going to have some bullshit lined up for us. That will be some bullshit. Yeah, I can yeah. guarantee you. So. Yeah, so get yeah. ready for that next time. And until next time, keep filling your holes with pop culture. Goodbye, everybody. Take care, guys. Oh, Born to be king over the sea to sky. Load the wind howls, load the waves roar, thunder claps rend the air. Baffled our foes, stand on the shore, follow Sailors cry, carry the lad that's born to be king over the sea to sky. Many's the lad fought on that day, well the claymore did wield. When the night came, silently lay. Dead on Culloden Field Speed bunny boat like a bird on the wing Onward the sailors cry Carry the lad that's born to be king Over the sea to sky Though the waves leap soft will sleep, oceans are royal bed, rocked in the deep, Flora will keep watch by your weary head, speed bonny boat like a bird on the wing, onward the sailors cry, carry the love